How many times have you heard the stories? A neighbor's loved one laid to rest. A day or two goes by, and there they are at the front door, cursing and crying and asking, Why? Why? No, they're not a vampire. They just weren't dead when you buried them. Premature burials happen more often than you think. But when you just can't tell the difference at that moment of mourning, what can you do to protect your not-quite-dead-yet loved one? Premature burial alert systems are affordable, convenient, and easy to install. We run a line from within your loved one's final resting place up through the earth and out to a tiny bell attached to their gravestone. All they need do is tug on the line from inside the coffin and a passerby will hear their cry of life. Premature burials happen. It's just a fact of death. But you can prevent unnecessary death with just a little tinkle. Premature burial alert systems. When death really isn't the end. Welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. I am Jason Onspock, your Dungeon Master. Well, not your Dungeon Master, but I'm I'm other people's Dungeon Master, and they're here with us today. And so before we continue on in our adventure, let's have some old school credentials. And this is for everybody. You walk into a, a honky-tonk, honky-tonk, if you will, and there's a jukebox, and you have an itching for some old school music. So what song are you selecting, John? Under My Thumb by Rolling Stones. All right. Nick? Uh, Obsession by Animotion. Okay. Allison? It's a honky-tonk. I've got friends in low places. Okay. All right. (laughs) It's funny that that's old school now, but it totally is. Chris? Or Toe? Uh, I'm going to go with honky-tonk woman stones. Okay. So you two are trying not to get beat up in the honky-tonk bar. Nick and John. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, bring it. Christopher Bohr? I would say Led Zeppelin Ramble On. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. You know, I think I'm just going to put on Flock of Seagulls and then run away. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> You're a man who lives dangerously, Mr. Ronsbud. We don't the, I do. I like to live dangerously. And the song will be talking about how I ran so far away. So it's just a win-win. <laughs> All right. So uh, when we left last time, Allison, your character totally blew it and fell asleep. And then she woke up, and guess who's missing? It's the priest. He's gone. And so when we left you, you were softly calling his name. Thomas, priest. I am calling softly to the priest, asking him to come to me. Sounds like someone has a crush. (laughs) Yeah, lead us not into temptation is what the priest would think (laughs) if he were there, but he's not responding to your calls. I knew you played hard to get. (laughs) I will wake up the two party members I trust and let them know that the priest is gone. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, we I, might need clarification about who those two are. Yeah. <laughs> Probably me, what with your crush and all. Oh, okay, remember there's three. Everybody but the pirate. There we go. <laughs> I'm laughing on the outside, but crying on the inside. <laughs> what do you mean he's gone? Did you see him get up and walk away? Or did he dis- disappeared? Or how did that work? Yeah, how could you lose track of him on your watch like that? He maybe slipped away quietly. Mm, fell asleep, did you? <laughs> it was a long watch. Third hour and all. Of course, and it was night. It was dark. Right, you know what? Uh, how about I try to track him? Go for it. Capital idea. All right, so uh, there you go. I need a 14. You need uh, less than 14, right? This is yeah. a low roll win. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so you uh, you go over to where you saw the priest laying last, and uh, you look, and you can see uh, just a little bit of blood on the ground, and uh, the the grass, the foliage is is definitely removed. Or it's it's been it's been bothered. There's there's a path like he was dragged away. Hmm. Okay. Now it's like two o'clock in the morning because it was in the first watch, right? Right. Yeah. This is early, so you're just seeing moonlight in your senses, yeah. whatever you can see and feel. All right. It's going to be extremely hard to try. So I so I tell the party what I found. There's a little bit of blood. It's obvious that he was dragged away, um, but it's also the middle of the night, and uh, I would suggest we wait until morning to try and find him. Okay. Uh, uh, Jack Random, roll a d20. What? A dice? All right. Andy rolls All right. And, and Jack, um, you you can hear the uh, the, the sound of, of people talking. So so you're you're aware now that other people are up. Aha! Hey, everybody, what's going on? I thought we were going to sleep and all. Or are you guys some sort of kinky sex group? <laughs> well, those because are either or. Maybe I haven't given you my credentials. <laughs> I'm into anything weird. All right, so I'll brief him on What's the, the hubbub, Bob? The, the priest has left. Uh, the priest has been dragged away. Uh, ah, that's a shame. He <laughs> looked like he might have had something I wanted. What another, with his boredom and all. Another gold coin. So uh, what does the rest of the party think? Should we wait or should we go after him? I think we should wait because it's going to be hard to track in the darkness. Well, I'm still sleeping, so I'm not in favor of going after him. No, I'm not, I'm not going after him. It's going to be difficult to see anything at night, so I would say waiting until morning. I agree. Plus, part of kidnap, part, I mean, uh, piracy is kidnapping. <laughs> and we kidnap, we don't give back. So I'm, these are, it's out of my skill set. <laughs> Okay, so time for second watch, John. Well, the second watch goes smoothly, and so does the third, and the sun rises. And uh, as the light goes up, you can see that uh, those guard towers, which you saw in the distance... So no kinky stuff, right? That's overlooking not on the table? Okay. <laughs> well, a on river, the table, it, on the floor, whatever. Against and the, the river. Wall. The river serves as a moat around a city. Hmm. hmm. Okay. 
So uh, do we? So we're looking at a, a small village with walls around it, rounded by the moat. As yeah, well, no, it's river. it's not so small. It's a pretty good sized city. Um, oh, okay. You were just far yeah. enough away that you could clearly see the towers, but now that daylight's there and that mist has uh, dissipated, you can see the walls and you can see that uh, that there's there's something more substantial that those towers are guarding. And so does my uh, examination of the dragging path, does it seem to go into this You see a lot more blood in uh, than, than you than you realized last night, and it is not leading towards the city. It is uh, leading out off the path uh, more towards the wilderness. Uh, no woods, as far as you can see, just open plain with uh, sort of scrub pines and uh, waist-high grasses, things like that. But there's clearly... Uh, there's clearly tracks, and um, and he was pulled away. Yeah, we should go find his money first before we go to the city. <laughs> so, what can I tell? What the tracks are? How big they are? What the, what what beasts they might be made by? Uh, they're definitely uh, definitely from a lupine family, so they're some sort of wolf. Okay. Big big paw prints, so you get the impression that these are uh, medium to medium large creatures. Well, we don't have to worry about him now, and I could use a bath. Is there any chance he's still alive, Ranger? Uh, looking at the amount of blood on the ground, I would say it's unlikely. DM, well, is that reasonable? I mean, you, that, you said that is reasonable. More, you said there's more blood than we reason- thought. So. Yeah, there's more blood than you thought. That's a reasonable, reasonable guess. So, I mean, we have two choices. We can go after what's probably a dead priest who we don't really know, or we can go into the city and take a bath. I would, rather, I would actually rather find out what actually happened to him. That way, if we go and get a bath, we could do so in a with a clean conscience, as it were. And his money! The pirate could use a bath. The pirate could use a smack in the face. But I'm willing to go look for him if... You know, if there's any chance that he's still alive, uh, okay. I can get a bath. It sounds like the, it sounds like the party mm-hmm. consensus is we're going to track him, and then have yeah. a bath. All right. Okay. So exactly. do, you want me to, do you want me to roll again to continue the tracking? No, in daylight, this is uh, your easy. skills can handle this easily. So okay. you follow the path that leads to a place, uh, sort of out in the middle of a field, um, maybe 600 yards or so away, and uh, and you find his. Is uh, what's left of him, and uh, he's been feasted upon. Um, he, it looks like they grabbed his neck first, no chance to cry out, and uh, he was probably dead by the time he reached that final resting spot. Well, this right. is truly horrible, I say as I search for his money pouch. <laughs> and you do find a pouch um, inside is about uh, ten copper pieces and uh, various trinkets, but none of them worth anything. Any paperwork? You know, any scrolls or anything that might uh, give us a clue about the, who he really was? Rings, jewelry, <laughs> swords of power? Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> you do find a rolled-up scroll, and as you read it, it seems to be the authority uh, given to him by the priory to go and do the mission that he performed. Uh, he also has uh, some holy books, uh, small pocket Bibles, that sort of thing. And then some meager, uh, meager rations, enough to last for uh, about a four-day trip. Well, we take the rations for sure, and uh, I'll suggest that given the, uh, the the help that he was to us at the dock, even though we helped him out at the, the quarry, that we uh, give him a proper burial. Agreed. Or can set him on fire. Wait, does it 
makes sense to take his scroll of authority and um, absolutely head and head to the yes. priory to let them know that his mission was a horrendous failure. <laughs> <laughs> I, we should take the paperwork. Uh, whether we do anything with it from here is is a different thing, but we shouldn't just leave it. Well, we I've taken it in case and coppers and trinkets, so I've taken my share. I want to look through uh, these uh, books and other stuff that he had just to make sure nothing has any divine or arcane value, which I highly doubt. But I will yeah, no, since no spells. It's much. just uh, just just copies of, of various holy. Uh, texts, uh, sermons, things like that, uh, devotionals. Leave those be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll I'll help the Amazon bury him while they're, you know, looking for loot. I'll finish off his rations. <laughs> so we bury him, and uh, then we say. So I say, okay. So is it to the city then? To the city. And there's nowhere else to go. I love a good city. Head back down the path. All right, so you head down the path, uh, past the towers, um, and the towers are overwatching a a bridge, and uh, it's it's open season to the bridge. It's an unusual construction. It's set in the middle of the Minstrel River. You hear people talking about that. There's a sign. At first glance, it appears to be nothing more than a solid square tower of moss-covered stone set atop a somewhat larger rock base. The top of the tower is decorated with ornate carvings of gargoyles and monsters, many of them so lifelike that it seems they have but to wait for the sunset to spring to life and terrorize the countryside. Mm. A closer look, however, shows that there is a tunnel running through the center of the tower that would easily accommodate the largest of wagons. Further, a pair of worn but sturdy wooden bridges run from both sides of the river to the entrances to this tunnel. At several points along their lengths, ring pins have been set into the bridges. Well-oiled chains stretch from these points to vanish into the mouths of the gargoyles atop the tower. As you watch, a number of persons walk across the bridge, enter the tunnel, and exit from the far side of the tower to complete their passage over the river. They seem to be delayed for some time, perhaps a minute, within the dark tunnel before they exit, but there is no sign of what happens within. A secondary tunnel runs through the rock base, but its purpose cannot be readily guessed as only about two feet of its height is above the waterline. So, what would you like to do? Are uh, there any boats along the shore? Um, there are not any boats on the shore. It's it's a good sized river. Um, if you swim strong enough, you could probably get across. But again, there's walls, so you get across to the walls themselves. Now you can see a few docks down the river a bit, but but no boats are moored there at this time. Are there any sort of peasants nearby or people, tradespeople or guards? Yeah, once you, reach, once you reach the tower, you do find some, some peasants. Uh, there are guards um, milling about. They don't seem particularly interested. Uh, their watch is probably just down there on the floor. Um, so, But most of them are just kind of making their way into that bridge or a few are exiting and then walking along the path that, uh, that you had camped off of up the road a bit. Are there any loiterers nearby? Um, most of the people look busy, but the guards are loitering. Oh, okay. Um, do I just off on the off chance? Do I hear any thieves can't? Um, actually, as you listen, the language sounds a little strange. Uh, does anyone speak Elvish? The Amazon does. I speak English. I speak Elvish. <laughs> I speak so, Jive. 
for, <laughs> for those of you who speak Elvish, it's an odd. It sounds like an odd sort of sing-song form of common yeah. that almost seems uh, influenced by Elvish. And uh, because it's really boring to roll percentiles until you learn the language, I'm just going to let you know this language. But it's it's a bit of a sing-song, different language. So you have to kind of struggle and really listen to understand what they're saying. Ah, I'm going to talk to a nearby peasant, if I may. Oh, you may. Allow me to introduce myself, friend. I'm Captain Jack Random. The peasant looks at you warily and nods. May I ask you a question? Or two? Or three? You're kind of sing-song anyway. Uh, no. And he turns and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fellow, well met. Chatty. You do notice that uh, the other townspeople are sort of looking at you, but again, it's with a wary, untrusting look. They all are sort of wondering who these people are. Beamingly, with my 16 charisma, I shall wave and smile back. And most of them look away, though a couple of the ladies kind of linger a little bit before uh, bashfully turning their face inward. Hotcha! <laughs> all right, so were we? did we go over the... The... You have not entered the bridge yet. Okay, all right. So uh, I say let's go find the nearest inn and ask for rumors of things that may be going awry locally. I will go first over the bridge. Okay. So uh, the bridge, remember, kind of goes inside. And is anyone following Allison or is this just yes, Allison? Allison? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yes. With, with those hips and sway, you know it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, right can... behind her. As you might have guessed, not too uh, close behind. As you might have guessed, uh, the delay is a toll, and uh, there's just a few, just a couple armed guards. Uh, it's nothing as elaborate as the toll bridge in Acadios. They're just standing there. Um, you see, uh, you see a group in front of you, and the guard says, "Resident, yes, paper," and they show one copper. The next person comes through, resident. Well, you have to pay for that animal. So they pay a copper and a silver for the animal. Uh, someone from a neighboring town is a non-resident, but they seem to recognize them, and and uh, so they are playing a, a silver piece. And now you're up. I am okay. going to pull it. What, uh, let, pull me, let me let me try something first. One at a time. One at a time. Who's up first? Let's All go. Right. We're here on church business on behalf of Brother Thomas. Here is our our paperwork. Um. Uh, there's no, there is no church business around here. Oh well, then here's a silver piece. Uh, afraid not. I can, I, I can tell that you are not from nearby, and so uh, that that's going to cost a little bit more. Um, that's going to be one platinum piece, plus plus an additional gold piece if you are armed which i assume all of you are from looking at you so that's one platinum one gold per person to enter the city allow me sir, allow myself to introduce myself i'm captain jack random listen outsider there's a lot of people waiting in line and kindly pay the toll or head back around ah yes of course is there perhaps any sort of group discount uh, well, um, as you probably know, if you've, if you've heard of Harmonia, we're a musical town. And uh, if you are willing to sing the Pledge of Harmonia, the toll is reduced to one silver piece. Willing? I love to sing. 
Do you have the words? I do have the words. It is Oh Harmony, Oh Harmony. Oh Harmony, Oh Harmony. I, I wasn't finished, and you do have to sing it, each of you. Uh, oh Harmony, Oh Harmony, a city grand and truly free. Go ahead, sing it. If you want the if you want the discount, sing it. Oh Harmony, Oh Harmony, a city truly grand and free. That's close enough. Uh, anyone else singing? Because this this doesn't cover for everybody. You all must sing the sing the uh, the pledge if you want the reduced price. It's the Meister Singer's rule. It's the Meister Singer's rule. <laughs> <laughs> and just as an aside to break the fourth wall, this is all in the module. I'm not making this up. Oh harmony, oh, oh harmony. Sing it, uh, please. Sing it, please. This is singing. <laughs> Amazon's chant. I guess that's good enough. Oh, harmony, oh, harmony, a city grand and truly free. Oh, harmony, oh, harmony, a city grand and truly free. Oh, harmony, oh, harmony, a city grand and truly free. Oh, harmony, oh, harmony, a city grand and truly free. Oh, no, so that's good. Next line. You can all sing this together. Oh, Let's speed things up. Oh, can harmony. I pick a pocket while everybody's distracted? You can try, certainly. I oh, Harmony, like whose who's pocket do you want to pick? Um, well, one of the guards to the side who's just kind of enraptured with the Amazon. <laughs> well, her charisma is not that high, so maybe... Well, not. charisma and comeliness are not the same thing. She's an Amazon. She's a woman. She's got parts. She's tall. <laughs> I have structure. I have muscles. Good bone yeah. structure. I do not necessarily have a pretty face. Okay, so uh, this is an I'm armored not gonna guard. Pick, I'm not going to pick any pockets. I'm I was going to say, you could, but, you know, armored guards generally don't have pockets to pick. But um, right. Next line. Oh, harmony, oh, harmony, tis thee I always long to see. Oh, harmony, oh, oh harmony, tis thee I long to see. Tis thee I always long to see. To harmony, I pledge eternal loyalty. To harmony, harmony, to harmony, harmony, I pledge eternal loyalty. And uh, the group behind you breaks out into a small applause. They're clearly uh, pleased that you are willing to uh, pledge loyalty to Harmonia, to their town. So you all drop a silver piece. I assume if you've got it. If not, they'll make change. I thought Harmony was some kind of hooker. (laughs) (laughs) And you make your way into the city itself. So... Uh, you walk in and uh, you just see a, an array of shops, uh, residential areas, uh, market streets, just your typical town. Now, in the distance, right about the middle of the city, you see a large mansion sitting kind of at the top of a hill. Um, then to the east of that mansion, there's a, there's another high hill, and uh, that seems to have uh, just uh, some important-looking uh, grounds. Most of the ground what you're in is, is flat, but... Uh, there is a large auditorium to your east, and uh, then there's a great cliff with a lift, um, which is right on the edge of the forest that you initially had walked through to the best of your recollection. So uh, where would you like to go? What would you like to see? Is there an inn nearby? Yeah, or a tavern? Yeah, before before we head to the to the rich place, let's let's get the lay of the land a little bit. Okay. I'm on the lookout to hear if I hear any thieves can't. Well, so the uh, the area that you're in uh, after crossing that bridge, it's not necessarily the poor section, but you can tell it's not the nicest part of town. Everything seems to get nicer as you go east. 
there's wealth around that mansion in the middle. And uh, then it looks like to the far east where the auditorium is, that seems to be uh, the place where a lot of commercial or uh, entertainment districts are, things like that. I've never been to the Far East. Let's go there. <laughs> All right. So you travel through town, and again, you notice that most people are very leery of you, and they're sort of staying out of your way. They're not making eye contact. Um, but you do get the sense that as soon as you look away, they are staring hard at you. Um, very throughout- untrustworthy group. Hmm. Cities are like that sometimes. Uh, Throughout the town, uh, you can see statues, and the statues don't seem to uh, show any regard for men or women with swords, uh, but they're all in the pose of a a singer or a musician. Everything seems to have a musical tilt in this town. Mm. Not a good sign. Everybody's a friend being waiting to be stabbed in the back. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're walking. Um, you can see an odd tavern here or there, nothing too special. I'm looking for something really special. <laughs> Does you anybody have a, have a magic coin? Do you have a general <laughs> direction you want to go? Do you want to inspect uh, the, the Towards the house? better areas. Yeah. Okay. So you pass the mansion. You can you can tell that uh, this is uh, in a state of someone important. It's fortified by an octagonal wall 12 feet high. It sits atop a 15-foot mound of earth. Um, it's uh, designed to give those within the walls an advantage over anyone who might attack. Um, this is probably the home of that Meister singer you were told about. There's delicate carvings that cover the upper portion of the wall, people paying tribute to singers, musicians who have made Harmonia the jewel of the land that it resides in. Uh, there's a tower, and uh, the rest of it is kind of hidden by the stone, but you can sort of look in and see that. There's not much to see there. Do you want to keep going? Do you want to go? I think the commercial areas are going to be more likely to be able to direct us back to the town we came from. Okay. All right. And you're still passing people on the street. So you can only talk to anybody at any time if you choose that you want to go down that route. Merchants have to interact with people outside the city. Yeah. I would like to interact with a particular kind of person, somebody who who is more of the tradesman variety, not necessarily totally upper class, upper crust, but you know, somebody who's not a beggar. Well, as you move further in east, you see those type less and less often. Um, so you ah. might have to double back if you want to talk to them. These people seem uh, well dressed, well attired. Uh, They're not of, have anything to do with you, pirate. They would have. Uh, there, they would be bards. There, uh, they look like there, it looks like a town full of bards. A town full of bards. It's the impression that you My get. My God, this place is evil. <laughs> bards this... should want to tell stories. They should want to talk, attract does, people. Does it seem like there's any kind of? Uh... Like establishment of higher learning anywhere around? Um, yeah, actually, as you walk, you come across uh, a, a great hall, and you can see a sign that says that it's Harmonic Hall. It's a stately mansion, spires that sort of mimic a small castle. It rests just off the loop, uh, surrounded by a grassy park. Um, the fresh scent of dew is really heavy in the air this morning, and uh, there's a large fountain that stands between the hall and the amphitheater that it faces. And it portrays a bearded man playing upon the lute and singing. And at his feet are two huge, apparently napping dogs. He looks most handsome, yet the sculpture the sculptor carved him in such a manner as to convey a feeling of power and mystery. So that's sort of what you see. And then there's the, the large amphitheater behind it. 
So you can. I would like to engage with a bard. Well, that's a statue. But you want to talk well, to a bard, okay? I want to talk to a bard. All right, so you can just grab one. They're all over the place. Uh, allow me to introduce myself to myself. I am a singer of some note. Are you? Can I hear you sing? Sure. I just sang the harmonia anthem to quite an acclaim and applause at the central gate. Oh, sing it again. It is my favorite. Uh, I do need a cup of tea and some lemon water. Do you know where I might find that before I warm up the old instrument? Well, you look as though you look as though you have uh, have some money. Am I am I correct in assuming that? Well, after my numerous engagements, uh, yes, I have quite a bit of money. Well, I'm behind it. behind the falls there near the amphitheater is the Crystal Club, and that Crystal is the place Club. you would want to go, right? Is that I mean, I is that the best place? I've only sang at the most major of houses. It's the best. It costs a platinum to get inside. Ah. Um, I would recommend perhaps cleaning up a bit before you go in. I, I can tell you've been on the road, but... That's I've been on the road, my but my engagement with the Meistersinger says that I'm supposed to present myself pretty shortly. <laughs> you know the Meistersinger. Well, then you I, I do not know him. It's just my agent engaged me to come out here and sing a song or two. Well, you'll find him in his mansion. Ah, that's where he lives. I thought he was some sort of theater owner. He is the Meister Singer. He is the leader of the town. You uh, truly know much about this town. I'm using my 16 charisma now uh, to <laughs> win over and influence friends. Uh, tell me more. I, it's such a mysterious, wonderful place. And you seem to be on top of it. Your finger on the pulse. Uh, well, thank you. There's not much to say. It's, it is the, uh, the jewel of Cartacus, which is obviously the land that, that we live in. It, uh, was founded by musicians and it stayed that way. And, um, we, uh, we put quite, quite high value on music and learning the art of rhythm and note. And I've heard there's none of those churchy types here. I think that's a topic that's best left unstated. Ah, yes. Unstating. And, um, well, that's very interesting. Uh, how does one go about procuring uh, side gigs besides the grand engagement I've been contracted to sing? Well, most of us who are not yet employed by the College of Music will congregate around the statues or other areas and sing and uh, hope that our performance catches the ear of the Meister Singer or one of his men and and then be established and able to sing perhaps even at the Crystal Club if we're so fortunate. Ah, so that's really the top of the mark. That's what you're saying. That's what we all strive for as musicians. Well, that's probably where they wanted me to start. I'm very excited. Well, best of luck to you then. And they leave. All right. So why don't we go over to the Crystal Club? So as you head... Have you got a platinum for all of us? I think it's each. That's what I'm saying. It ain't cheap, folks. Does he have a platinum but to pay for all of us? Pay shmay! I'm a famous singer! <laughs> <laughs> but with all due respect, I want to see if he can get in. I'm willing to go along. I'm just not willing to pay. Well, why don't you all, you know, be part of my entourage and protect me from ruffians and people who might not like my singing. So as you That's quite a task. talk, a short, leathery-skinned old man comes bounding out of a building just down the street. Pot He's boy. carrying an old, 
He's carrying an old short sword in one hand, while a ring of skeleton keys flails about in the other. He spots your party and dashes toward you with panic in his eyes. Although your command of the local language is still weak, you're able to make out his words. Help! Help! He cries. When he reaches you, he stumbles to a halt and goes on. Help, I say! One of me inmates has escaped his cell, and I'll be cursed if he ain't a mean one. As he Aye, that hand, sounds terrible. What's his name, and what is his profession? As he his hand across his dark forehead, you see that it comes away soaked in blood. A nasty gash runs along his hairline above his left eye, and allows a thin stream of blood to run down across his cheek. Mixing with his heavy perspiration, it drips onto his tattered tunic, doubtlessly ruining the already worthless garment. You are a city guard? I'm the jailer. I need your help. You must come and help right away. This is of the most importance. What's in it for us? You. By all means, you are lawful, and if an evil man has escaped, we are, it is our duty to help. Thank you. It's also the law of Harmonia that anyone can be pressed into the service of the town. However, uh, financial considerations will be made, but there is not time to waste. We must stop this man before he escapes the jail further. Where is he? Point us in the right direction. Come, this way, this way, all of you. We come, this way, all of us, all of us. And you make your way to the jail, and we make our way to the end of the episode. So everybody, join us next week for another rousing rendition of sci-fi writers playing old-school D&D, where we see how this plot point plays out, and we see just what is lurking for our party in... Oh, Harmonia! Hail... Hail Harmonia! Wow. This week's episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by Premature Burial Alert Systems. When death really isn't the end. I'm Chris Porteau, author of The Serenity Strain, Ironheart, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the Loot Shop, our bios, and more at oldschooldnd.com. That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.